0: This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 48. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Today we're just, we're talking about a lot of different things, uh, things that have been kind of been welling up uh, as I get feedback from different people around the country, around the world on, on projects they're working on, on struggles they're having, on, you know, just kind of frustrations or you know people are looking how do we take this sport and do something with it and I think the biggest thing that the sport has is developing its value the value that the sport of floorball has on uh, the, a community on kids adults uh, in general is I think pretty massive and the, the potential that it can have is, is as much as any major sport that we have today think of a major sport I think floorball can definitely become part of that mix long term. I'm not talking overnight. I'm I'm talking 15, 20, maybe 30 years down the line, and that can be a hard sell for some that want to get into it because uh, how often do does a new sport start, and how often do we get it off the ground uh, on a major scale? You know, it's we're seeing more sports kind of engage in this process, but I really think that. Um, that floorball has a place and I think a lot of it stems from you know people are looking for something different uh, similar to what's out there but also different Uh, I think people are also aware of the need to engage as many people on a broader spectrum as possible and I think most people understand and and agree with the notion that um, Mm -hmm. how important it is to that that people live a healthy lifestyle. And, and whatever that lifestyle looks like, those activities, it's really important to make sure that people are, you know, working on uh, their physical physical ability, their mental capacities, emotional capacity, all these other things. And uh, physical health is is definitely an important one. And especially when we're looking at youth and development and creating positive habits long term, um, and I think, the key with the sport in what it is right now is providing opportunities to, for people to play. I don't believe that this sport will, is, a, is a fad. And we're not even into that phase yet, frankly. But I think that as more people kind of become aware of it, I think the light bulb has been t- kind of clicking on for a lot of people saying, this is great. How do we, How do we do this? How do we get involved with this? And there's a number of different struggles with that mostly because there isn't that structure set up where things are happening outside of, you know, say schools that schools are all for it. I mean, if you're a physical education teacher and and you see the sport, I hope that you see the value that this sport can bring, but at the same time we You know, I keep talking about we need people that are setting up and jumping and starting businesses to promote the sport and develop the sport outside of that. And the two should go hand in hand. It shouldn't be one and then, yay, we're done. It should be, hey, we introduced this sport and here's some more opportunities to play it. And there's so much value with it. And I think if you're starting a business uh, specifically to do floorball, whether it's you want to sell equipment. You want to do instruction. You want to start a league. Whatever that is, um, you know, you're going to run in, into a number of different hurdles. But by all means, don't stop because of those hurdles, Um I think that the, the challenge is making sure that when you go to sell the sport to whoever you're selling the sport to, you're framing it in their language, you're framing it in a way that they can understand, and you're already addressing some of their potential concerns ahead of time in that conversation to help help them at ease. Um, <clears throat> one of the real common things that I, I've, I get feedback from, and, and I've had this as well, is, you know, when we look at stick sports and 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 going into gyms and, and everyone's concerned about their floor believe me i run a, a facility myself and floor is i take a lot of care of my floors and i want to make sure nothing gets damaged on that and um and i'll tell you floorball does not do any damage to the floor no more than a basketball no more than any anything else that that you would put down on it um they're plastic blades. They're, I mean, they're not going to damage uh, scuff, marks, sc- scar, or anything like that, uh, the the floor. And so being able to address that ahead of time um, will help. Um, sometimes I'll walk in, if I know the person, I'll walk into the floor as we're talking, and I'll just unannounced smack the stick on the floor and watch them, you know, cringe in terror. And then I'll show them, look, nothing happened. And once that happens, that changes kind of the game the next step when you're when you're looking forward to that though is you know looking at at that price point point. and if you're a small business like myself uh, if you're a large business doesn't matter if you w- whatever you're doing you're working at your capacity um you know I, recently i've been working out with a number of different different opportunities and one in particular could could be really big uh, you know it could be really big for me but specifically to the sport it could be really big and and i get this comment quite a bit where people they're they want to get involved yeah let's do it let's buy equipment and then you say hey you know sticks are going to cost you know 30 bucks and then you've got the balls and then you've got goals if you need it bags all this other stuff that, that may or may not be needed for them but they're they're cringing at that initial oh 30 can we get it cheaper can we get it cheaper and i have always struggled with that notion of well is it worth getting it in the in the door so, you know, we'll lower the price to get, to get something in the door or this or that. And I think that's a really fine line to walk. I mean, obviously that's a uh, personal and business decision for each and every person, but I very much, I definitely don't give anything away for free um, as far as like something where I, you know, I've put the investment in as far as money and I'm, and I'm looking to get something back for it. Uh, I mean, I give a lot of free information away, Uh, the podcast you're listening to, my blogs, uh, a lot of information I put out there. Um, But at the same time, this is a business and and trying to make sure I'm making money uh, on the back end, that's just reality. And I have to be smart about how to go about that. And, you know, that's really hard because I think that the key is sticking to what the value is, the return on and talking about the return on the investment. So if somebody's gonna buy, you know, a $35, $40 stick, what's that return on investment long term? You know, it, a lot of times if we're addressing those things now, we're saying, okay, if you buy this, spend this money now, you're likely to not need to spend that or replacement costs for three to five years, depending on how you're using the equipment. I in all of the, the the classes that I've taught, the programs I've worked with, i've i've not broken one stick ever and that's we're going on you know five years at this point and um a lot of that has to do with how i educate the people that that use the equipment and we talk about that we make sure we're taking care of things and we're doing the things that we need to do um and, and I, having those conversations really matter and, and making sure people are again they're using the equipment as it's designed it should it's it should last now, when we're going and we're selling that, that's some of those things that we need to be talking about, because if somebody's coming in and saying, "Hey, I know this program. This is great. We really want to do that," and you know, I don't fault anybody for saying, "Well, I'd like. To, can I get a discount? Can we get it at a, you know a cheaper rate? Or what can we do?" I have no problem with anybody that's looking to do that. And again, I think it's a personal and business decision on how you want to do that and running running your own numbers to to figure that out um but be i think it's really important to be mindful of the notion of anybody that's coming and saying hey do this deal with me and it'll be good for your exposure now again it may or may not be and that may be a risk that you're willing to take to say you know i'm going to do a sale or i'm going to you know give equipment out or or whatever that may be on the notion that it's going to be used for marketing and you're going to be able to you know get your name out there the problem with that is Um, I feel if somebody's not willing to pay the price, there's two things, uh, that are going on. Either your product is too expensive or they don't value the product that you have, uh, to begin with. Uh, and you know, it's kind of the same as you could take two products and you can market at one at 30 and one at 90 and people, depending on on what they're looking for, are, may gravitate to that 90 because, well, of course I'm going to spend more money. I'm going to get a better product. Could it could be the same product? You don't know necessarily. Um, they may say this and that, and hopefully it's going to be a, a higher end product. But if you're going to use your money and your, your value for it, you're going to go. You know, a lot of times, you're going to go for that higher end because of the the benefits that it can bring you in that long term. So. It's kind of building that quantity and quality kind of situation, and uh, it's really hard because I've walked away from, from deals because, just because of that, where I didn't feel like it was going to be uh, what I wanted or what I was looking for, and I didn't think that in the end it was worth giving that away, so giving more value away than, than what I thought was going to come back in return. And that, again, that's just business in general. We're always looking at how do we market, how do we promote, how do we get things out there. And at the end of the day, as far as business is concerned, we we need customers. We need people coming out. We need people buying and and spending that money and spending that time and and then investing in what we're doing and, and hopefully having that positive experience to continue to invest in the long term. So it's definitely something to think about when we're looking at the value of the sport and all the things that it can bring how do we continue to sell that value in a way that people understand and you know sales is maybe a challenge for a number of different people there's a lot of different things to go about it um, and it's something to continue to work on but i think instead of focusing on the cost specific to the stick or the equipment in particular coming at it from the angle of how it's again going to benefit benefit the user how how many kids are going to be in, impacted because of this program how is it going to f- improve their bottom line? how are they going to save money long term because they're not having to replace equipment as much? how are they able to provide a new product for their customers and, and go from there so if you're if you 're struggling you're looking at some of this stuff how do I sell this sport how do I get it in there again flip it on flip it on the other side and and again come from from the angle of why does why would somebody want to invest in, in this sport? Why would they want to play it? How is it going to benefit them and, in that long term? So really do some research and digging and, and have those conversations. Uh, ask if you're selling, ask. Talk to them. What, what are they looking for? What do they need? What is their mission? What are their goals? All those different things kind of come into play. And then you bring in that value of what, you, what the sport is going to be offering in the long term. Uh, I think more people are going to be open to that. Uh, in general. And I am when anyone's trying to come and sell me anything in particular. Those are the things I'm looking at yeah, in my facility. What's going to bring me value? Most bang for my buck. How am I going to get more people in the facility, using the facility, so on and so forth? So a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to kind of question and mull over. And these are the things that, that I get questions on from uh, from other people and, and consult with them. Uh, the thing, questions that I've, I've run into myself as again, everyone's just trying to figure out how do we how do we grow this sport? What is this sport, and how do we how do we get this thing bigger than what it is? So you know, I'm just one piece of the puzzle. I love being part of it. I love doing all this stuff, and you know, hopefully, this is getting you thinking about how you can you can start to do some of that your, your, yourself. Or if you're listening for this and you, you need so a little bit more convincing, you know, give me a call, uh, send me an email, go to my website, whatever you got to do. Let's reach out, and, and I'm happy to talk about. In long term, how the benefits of this sport and the impacts it's going, it will have. Not it could have, but it will have in your area, in your facility, in your school, in your uh, you know, group, whatever you're trying to do. Or even if you're looking to start a business, how this can is a fully functioning business model. So check out my website for more information at www.floorballguru.com. And more importantly, keep floorballing.